0: So today is the last part of our series entitled Stand Firm. And we've been going through the book of Colossians in week chapter week 1, chapter 1. We talked about standing firm in our salvation. And many people may question if they're saved or wonder what that's all about. And so we talked about that. And if you wanna watch that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to these messages on our our YouTube channel. This one was entitled Far Away From God. If you wanna go back, I wanna encourage you because the devil gets in our heads and makes us think crazy stuff. Go back and check that out. Week number two, which was chapter two, we talked about standing firm in truth. And the error that we're leaning into now is that we are mixing falsehoods with truths. And so we talked about that, and I really believe that's a message that everybody needs to hear as well. In chapter three last week would have been week three, we talked about standing firm against putting on old things, about how we could be tempted to put things on that God has taken off of us. And so today, we take a very interesting turn in this book. So Colossians chapter four, Colossians chapter four tells us this. Paul is writing, he's now written these theological understandings and when he gets to the very last chapter, I've never heard anybody preach these texts before and believe me, when I got to studying it, I thought, oh my goodness, I better find a sermon in here somewhere. Here we go, Colossians chapter four. Tychicus, everybody say Tychicus. will give you a full report about How I am getting along. Paul is telling the church at Colossians the closing remarks of his letter. He is a beloved brother, faithful helper who serves with me in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. I'm also sending Onesimus. I don't know who named these kids, but they got to stop a faithful and beloved brother one of your own people he in Tychicus will tell you everything that's happening and if you can read that one give it a shot Aristarchus who is in prison with me sends you his greetings and so does Mark Barnabas Barnabas's cousin verse 11 Jesus, the one we call Justice, another guy with the same name as Jesus, was a very common name at the time, also sends his greetings. Epaphras, a member of your own fellowship, a servant of Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. Luke, the beloved doctor, sends his greetings, and so does Demas. Today, I'm going to preach out of that. (laughs) Paul ends his letters oftentimes with letting us know With his salutations, he begins oftentimes with a greeting and goes through theological exposition. And when he gets to the end of the letters, he oftentimes takes a moment to just say some names and let the people who are reading know that I'm not alone. Paul, this mental giant, this incredible thinker, this amazing Man, This very educated individual who can speak up to four languages is letting us know that he needed other people. He wanted to let the church of Colossians know that I'm not alone. Others are with me. Others are supporting me. Others are doing life with me. Tychicus is with me. Mark is with me. Justice is with me. Demas is with me. Onesimus is with me. We are together. And my first point for you today is this. We need each other. Let me say that again and wake you up, 9 a.m. I said we need each other. We're living in a time where it is more profitable to be divided. That there are media corporations that make money. Based on us picking sides, just so you know there are politicians in Washington that need us to pick to pick sides they, they want you to draw a line in the sand and to be divided. Are you on this side of the aisle or are you on that side of the aisle? Are you on this side of the issue or are you on that side of the issue. Who are you? What do you pick? What did you like on social media? What did you share? And so we we then begin to stereotype people, categorize people, and it's just causing division. There are many families in the United States that are divided. There are many marriages that are divided. There are many churches that are divided. Are you a Episcopalian church? Or are you a Methodist church? Or are you a Baptist church, a Catholic church, a Pentecostal church? What kind of church are you? Are you a white church? Are you a black church? Or what, what they want to put into categories. Homes are divided. Communities are divided. Politicians are divided. People are Divided, And Jesus reminds us when he's speaking in the gospels, he said something along the lines that when we are divided, we are conquered. Remember that? That the enemy cannot conquer us unless we are divided. Are you still with me? I try really hard as a pastor to keep our main team leads. We have 20-something staff. and. We have great people on our team and great people in upper level leadership and, and doing my best to keep everybody united with a central focal point of moving forward and keeping together. Because the moment, if it gets fractured at the top in our leadership at our church, the enemy can get in and where we are divided, he can then slip in and conquer Our church, our team, and what happens that I don't even have to tell you about, that you've experienced church splits and people get hurt and people post this and somebody said that, and it all comes when somebody starts to become divided. Am I talking to anybody on a Sunday morning? Not only that, but as a husband, my wife and I do our best to stay on the same page. Are you with me, spouses? You communicate every week. Parenting, money, You're learning to lead together, schedules. You're just trying to seal up the holes and just trying to do your best and keep moving. What are you doing? You're just trying to keep unity because the moment we're divided, we can become easily conquered because we need, somebody's listening this morning, praise the Lord. We need each other. Ecclesiastes chapter number 4 verses 9 through 12 in the New Living Translation says this and th- I want you to listen close Two people are better than one for they can help each other succeed If one person falls the other the other can reach out and help but someone who falls alone is in real trouble Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? In verse 12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. What a powerful text. Let me just pull some truths out of that. He lets us know in verse nine, two people are better than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. The first thing I want you to understand today is that we help each other. I know this is really simple to start, but we help each other. You know, Belgian horses uh, on their own can pull 2,000 pounds, a Belgian horse. A second horse added you would think can pull 4,000 pounds. But that's not true. A Belgian horse by itself can pull 2,000. A second Belgian horse with that other horse can pull up to 16,000 pounds. It's the power of synergy and working together. And if those horses came from the same stall or same barn, same treatment, same owner, and were raised together. What one can do with 2,000, two can do up to 24,000 pounds. Isn't that something? They have on record that two horses that that were raised in the same barn under the same owner that worked together for a long time and learned how to step together, walk together, farm together, they have pulled, when one could do 2,000, they could pull 32,000 pounds. And record shows that two Belgian horses, the record is they have pulled, hear this, 52,000 pounds. They, that they understand two is better than one. And that we help each other. As a pastor of this great church, I do my best to help as many people as I can. You know, this week we had a funeral yesterday and calling hours on a Friday and just every week we're doing something and the team knows when this morning, even before I stepped in here, I got on the phone with a family member in our church that's experiencing um, some stuff, the hospital run this morning. And so I got on the phone with them before even coming out here, shaking hands and loving people. But I just gotta give a shout out. I'm so thankful that there's people that help me pastor. We have great pastors, great staff, great team here that I can't really do everything alone, but they help me. So people like, Pastor Tyson, you don't want to hear me try to lead worship, by the way. Pastor Tyson, me and him did a funeral yesterday together. I was just so thankful that we locked, linked arms and just served a family in the community. Pastor Aaron, who is up here with his baby Jax and beautiful wife, they have like a thousand kids and they are, Pastor Aaron has one of the greatest hearts of pastoring of anybody I've ever met. Just loves people and cares about people. and I'm like, man. It's amazing, it really is. Pastor Aaron, if you're listening, the clap started here and went over there. It was the strangest thing I've ever heard. We have Pastor Josiah, his wife Whitney, serving here, helping here. There's no, I'll tell you this right now, there's very few people that love the local church like Josiah Booker. I can tell you that. Without these guys, without our team, we have great people serving in kids and students and people all around. Because I need help. There's no way I could produce all of this alone. We have, great, we have great people serving in safety team and parking and greeting. And I just want to say thank you. We're helping each other and two is better than one. Notice the verse says two are better than one. And if somebody falls down, there's somebody there to pick them up. It's the idea of restoration. This is why we need each other. Because we need Restoration. Galatians chapter six, verse one says, dear brothers and sisters, if anyone or any believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Now, I want you to hear me today. I want you to hear me. You may not know me well, but I want you to hear me, church. If you're in this room and you fall into sin, and you mess up, and you really make a boo-boo. Like, I'm not talking about, you got mad at somebody on 45 and flipped the bird. There's more birds flipping out of cars than there are in the sky on 45. <laughs> I'm just telling you, just telling you. My dad did it, and he's a pastor. <laughs> That's the Mississippi howdy. <laughs> But if you ever mess up and fail, you need to hear me today. You don't run away from church. You get in your small group. You call somebody. You get with somebody. Because we're here to help each other up. Don't run away. Don't run from, run to God. Run to the right relationship. Run to your small group. Run to your serve team. Call somebody. Call the church. Let the office know. Get a hold of a pastor. Get a hold of our our serve teams. Get a hold of vibrant cares. Whatever, we are here to help each other. The next verse talks about in verse 11. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. (laughs) (laughs) But how can one be warm alone? (laughs) Now for all you perverts in the room, let me help you. This is not talking about physical warmth. Really it's talking about relational warmth. Now you can repent. (laughs) It's about relational warmth. It's about having a person that feels like home and family and closeness. And, and, and receiving, the idea is encouragement. So the first point is this, that we help each other. The next one is we encourage each other. Encourage each other. Have you just ever needed encouragement? Have you ever felt like your heart was heavy? And you don't have to feel guilty for needing encouragement, by the way. You don't have to feel like, man, what's wrong with me? Everybody else seems strong. Well, there's just some days, hear me, church. There's just some days somebody needs to encourage you. It was just someday someone needs to say, good job. You're a good mom. You're doing a great job. The kids, you know, they're crazy, but you're amazing. You're doing awesome. You work hard, honey. You're doing everything you know to do. And sometimes when you feel bad about yourself, you just need somebody around you that will encourage you. Proverbs talks about this. Heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but a good word word maketh it glad. Heavy hearts, heavy hearts can just make a person's life stoop, right? They're, they're just, they can just get low and broken and question and I'm just, sometimes if you're really listening, you can tell when you're just talking to somebody. You don't even really need the gift of discernment to know somebody's heart is heavy and they're stooping and they're in a hard place right now and you just got to be there for somebody and encourage somebody. It's okay to encourage somebody. I said, it's okay to encourage somebody. They're like, no, not me, I ain't doing that. Heavy hearts, need somebody to speak life into them. Me and dad were talking last night about geese. And my dad knows all this stuff and he's weird. But geese are really protective of each other. He was telling me this last night. He was raised on a little farm and he was telling us that geese are really, like they'll fight each other or they'll fight somebody who messes with another goose. Right, like, they, they, we're not gonna, like, get out of here this, where, where are the geese, and you're not. I don't know what they say, but it's something like that. Well, what's interesting about geese is that when they fly, I don't know if you've seen them, but they fly in that V shape, right? And there's always a leader, and they're always honking, honk, 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 you know what I'm saying? They have studied, and they believe what's happening is the leader of the pack is, is flying, When the leader gets tired, the leader will often slide into the back of the the V formation and the next goose will slide up in the front and he or she will then lead the flock. But the interesting thing is, the rest of the geese play a part in the process. So while the front leader is flying, the rest of the geese are honking in encouragement to keep the front one going. Isn't that interesting? So that they know what we can often forget is that we are in this together. So while he's up there flying, we're not going to criticize how his feathers look. We're not going to talk bad about his head, his feet, his mama. No, we're going to tell him, ain't nobody can fly like you, baby. Ain't nobody can do it like you, baby. Oh, man, you're so good at this. And after a while, you know that front goose, after a while, I was like, you know what, I am a bad goose. I am a bad goose. Anybody, look at somebody next to you and say, you're a bad goose. Every once in a while, you just got to remind yourself, you know what, I know it's been a hard day, but I'm a bad goose. I know I got fired, but I'm a bad goose. I know I'm sick in my body, but I'm a bad goose. Because every once in a while, you just need to have a little bit of encouragement. Can I get a big amen? Amen. I'm a bad goose. When Lena gets home, I'm gonna look at her and say, baby, you're a bad goose. <laughs> That's sometimes why families are dysfunctional. Because some children are raised in an environment of a criticism. And the children are always hearing what they're not doing right. And what they're not doing well. And what they're not, All right, Dad, are you listening to me? And what they're not doing good. <laughs> Just kidding. But in that environment that you can't expect them to fly long or well. Because they need a culture and environment of encouragement. You're a bad goose. I think it's even the truth in our church that it is so encouraging to step into church, isn't it? To just come into the presence of God. And as you get to know each other and you know their stories, And you hear their situations, and you can see people like people like Ronnie Harrington, who I love with all my heart. I love Ronnie Harrington, and he's from he's from the Smoky Mountains. When he talks, he talks like this. If you know Ronnie, you love Ronnie. I don't know if he's in the room right now or not, but Ronnie, he would. When I see Ronnie at church, I'm encouraged, because Ronnie he has he has a a difficult story. For years, twenty something years, he took care of his wife that was ill and he and he had to do that he he did that years ago he lost a son in a tragic unexpected accident But when I see Ronnie Harrington in church with his hands raised, all I hear is, that's a bad goose right there. And I feel encouraged, and I feel strengthened, because if he can praise God after everything he's experienced, if he can lift his hands and clap, then I can lift my hands and clap, and I can praise God. That's the importance of coming together, because when you see somebody else praising God, it will encourage you and strengthen you, bring life into you. Somebody say, I'm a bad goose. (laughs) I'm a bad goose even after church on Sunday many times I'll go back to my wife after service and I after I get done preaching I never feel like I do good I'm just letting you know is that the truth dad when you get done you're like that was terrible and my wife will sometimes look at me and be like "Eh, yeah it kind of was but sometimes (laughs) but sometimes when she's with me she'll say and, and, and Jonathan knows. He helps us back in the back, and Lindsay will hear some, and she'll say something like this. That was good, Ethan. That was really good. This point was good. And what she's doing, she's encouraging me. She's honking behind me. Keep going, Ethan. We got souls to save. We got a church to build. We got people to reach. You're a bad goose, baby doll. Come on. <clears throat> not only do we help each other, not only do we encourage each other, last one is we fight for each other. Verse 12 said, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and be conquered. Having someone's back, praying for them, protecting them. We will have so many opportunities to be offended at each other and upset at each other. You could leave today and be upset and irritated and trust me, there's many people in the room, I'm probably getting an email this week. I'm gonna send it to dad, be like, look what you did. <laughs> but we will have opportunities to be hurt and offended and angry. But we have to remember that we fight for each other, not with each other. That staying together is more important than our disagreements. That staying together is more important than our disagreement. Now obviously there are some abuses and biblical things that that may not apply to. But staying together for the most part is more important than our offenses. Staying together as a marriage will be more important than things that come and try to attack. Staying together as a community, not downing Columbus, not downing the city, not downing the officials, no we're better together. We won't get a better community if all we do is criticize it. The band can come out. I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Sometimes the band lets me know I need to quit. Staying <laughs> together is more important than our disagreements. If the devil can divide you, he can conquer you. If he can get you separated in unity, separated in passion, separated in, 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 in focus and direction then he, can, then he can conquer us. I think another area would be in, in, in the world today is, in my opinion, and let me just speak to this because this is something that's really dear to me is, is, is racial reconciliation. You know, a lot of people can post stuff and say stuff and do stuff and to me, I don't want to just talk a lot. I want to do a lot. Everybody can post something. Not everybody will do something. And when, when I, uh, where's Pastor Tyson? Is he around? He's coming back. Pastor Tyson, come here, man. I'm going to use you again. Last Sunday, I abused him on stage. I should have sent him an apology text. Like, you know, me and Pastor Tyson, uh, I love this guy right here. And, yeah. You know, we've talked a lot about this, and and somebody told us, they said, listen, if you, you hire a black guy and you're a white man on that big platform in Columbus, Mississippi, they told us that you may have some trouble. And number one, we don't care, we don't care. number two, this is what kingdom looks like. Yeah. So if you think when you get to heaven, ain't gonna be but nothing but a bunch of white folks up there, and Jesus had blue eyes and beautiful brown hair, baby, you, have you read your Bible? Jesus ain't from Caledonia. <laughs> he ain't he from straight up Iraq, Middle East. We don't care about that because we could get caught up in these debates where culture has us fighting each other at odds against each other, and you don't understand, and you don't get it, and no, you're this, and please don't hit me, but (laughs) please don't. But, But this is not, this ain't kingdom. We don't fight. We don't fight with each other. We actually fight for each other. Put your, like that. Wait, no, no, get your hands off me, man. We fight, you're gonna hurt me. We fight for each other. Meaning, if you gotta get to, if you wanna get to Tyson, you gotta go through me. You wanna say something about him? You gotta go through me. You wanna say something about me? You gotta go through him. Because we fight for one another. We are kingdom people. And watch this, you don't have to be the same race to be unified, you just got to be mature. <clears throat> immaturity, immaturity, immature, Disunity is like the baby of immaturity. You can't be mature and have disunity. If we grow mature, we can be united same thing with church right now it is so volatile people are coming out with netflix series and all this stuff and you could go on youtube and watch hundreds of hours criticizing capital c church and i'm not in on that because i believe in the church she has her blemishes she messes up but who doesn't mess it up jesus said the church is my bride and i'm not talking bad about jesus's bride it may be trendy, it may be cool, but my thing is, why aren't we fighting against it while hell invades the doorsteps of the church? We should be turning our backs and saying, you know what, I'm fighting against the darkness out there, not the light in here. Am I talking to anybody? Oh, I got so much, but I'm done. I got so much, but I'm done you say standing here's what I can hear people say yeah but yeah but did you see what they posted we are not better together did you see what they said did you see who they voted for did you see what their daughter said did you hear what they did you know they got money I ain't got money yeah but here's the problem you got to get your butt out the way the Bible says that God commands his blessing on unity God commands it. He doesn't release it. He commands blessing on unity. I'll tell you this story. I have more notes, guys, but just forget it. Let me tell you this story. This is why we need each other, Pat. I heard this this week and this spoke to me so deeply and I just want you to know and move around for a moment, just hear this story. There was a man in a small group at a church, true story, and he got connected with a bunch of men in the church. Well, he started acting a little different, and they could tell something was up. You know, you can tell when something's up. Well, the man um, stopped coming to the small group, meeting together, and they were really discouraged, and they were like, man, where's he at? What's going on? They get a hold of his wife, and what's going on with this guy? Well, he's been having an affair, and he flew to Boston to be with her this week. You know what those three men did? They went to their jobs, and they called the week off work. They all three bought plane tickets and flew to Boston. And they were like, all right, God, where's he at? They just flew to the city. They're like, y- you guys hungry? And they walked into a pizza hut, true story, and he was in there with that woman. Had to be God. Walked in. He's sitting there with a woman that's not his wife. And three men, because two is better than one, because we're better together, we help each other, we encourage each other, we fight for one another. The three men just walked up and sat around him. And he looked around and then he said, come on, we're going home, we're going home. We're going home. That man has since repented, has now got his life together, is still with his wife, and owns a business, and God is blessing them. But he needed somebody around him to stop him, to fight for him, to encourage him, to love him. We need each other, church. I said we need each other. Can I pray with you today with eyes closed all over the room? If you don't know Jesus in this room, the greatest friend you'll ever have, his name is Jesus Christ. And if you walk out of this room without knowing him today, I want you to say yes to him. I don't want you to leave not knowing him. So if you're in the room and you say, listen, Pastor Ethan, I'm a sinner and I've gotten away from God. I want you to just raise your hand right where you are and I want to pray with you. I'm not going to pull you to the front. I always want you to raise your hand and say, pray for me today, Pastor Ethan. I want to get my life connected back with God. Thank you for those hands. Thank you. Several hands up today. Several hands up today. Church, come on. Somebody's saying yes to Jesus today. Thank you for those. Hey, I think I saw six or seven, honestly. Six or seven people saying yes to Jesus on a Sunday morning. Isn't that awesome? Let's pray together. Everybody repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Wash me clean. Make me new. Forgive me of my transgressions. My best days are ahead, and I'm going to spend eternity with you. In Jesus' name. If you believe it today, church, make some noise. You've got a big praise. Hallelujah. Now let me pray for you. If you're like, man, I need some people in my life and some help in my life. I just want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray we will be people who will stand in the gap for others. Vibrant Church will be the kind of church that when you come here you feel love and connection and and a sense of community. Let it be so. Let it be here. Let it be now. And I pray the blessing of God on every individual in this room. And not just in this room, God, I pray for people joining us online today. That they will be encouraged today. Bring strength to somebody today. And speak Into the heart of somebody, you're a bad goose in Jesus' name. If you believe it today, church, put your hands together, give God a big praise.